Welcome to the Creative Assist Podcast. This is a podcast where we celebrate those who create for a living, and we aim to show others how they can do the same. I'm your host, Dexter Washington, and I appreciate you for listening. I encourage you to subscribe, to share with a friend, and leave some feedback as well. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Yo, yo, yo. Man, you know what's so crazy, man? Like, it, I've been recording, too, for like, a little over a year now and like i yeah. have not figured out a way to open up a podcast it's, it's crazy like, i don't know if i should say yo i don't know if i should say good morning oh you're, <laughs> you're interested yeah I, I mean i guess it just depends who your who your uh, audience is right like if you got like a younger base and all that stuff but that's true damn i never thought of that that's true yeah like it's just it just kind of like it depends on I, I find like a lot of them like a lot of people like open up with a like super high energy but and i think it just like you know, like what's your personality right like what are you more laid back are you more like, i'm more laid back so i, w- I wouldn't go like a high energy route that's so, true i wouldn't either yeah. more like a yo yeah. like what's up like even if i'm talking to like older people like what's up <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 like it, i find like if i'm in the corporate setting like the the language i use and the way i speak might be a little bit different True. And then when I'm when I'm around the younger audience, that's like you know, like they're not so corporate. I might speak a little bit, like the words I use might be different. So that's true. That's true. Because I'm not. I don't think I'm about to be in a corporate setting, like talking with slang yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might <laughs> yeah. not be the right audience for that stuff. <laughs> that might not be. That might not be. No, uh, no. <laughs> anyway, um, good morning, everybody. I hope all is well with you guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, today, I'm speaking with Banava Deva. We're going to be talking about some marketing stuff today. I know some more marketing content. I've just been talking a lot uh, to a lot of different people about, you know, marketing, especially coming up in the next uh, few episodes. Uh, but it's good. It's good. I think uh, marketers are at, at a point where, uh, you know, we, we're, we're, we're being kind of pressured. I, I, I know that, you know, you, you mentioned this before, like um, people are looking to marketers to be like, you know, the gold standard of uh, professionalism and results. <laughs> right now yeah uh yeah so, yeah but it's just it's a good time man. a lot of good education coming from all this and i appreciate you for coming on my man yeah i appreciate you having me thank you uh should have a good conversation today definitely man and uh before we get going you mind uh telling us a little bit about who bonova is uh yeah what you do all that good stuff sure uh so just just to what uh, kind of just um building off of what you said i'm a marketer um i've been in the industry for about seven years now um, and currently what I focus on is on the B2B side, so business to business um, and on demand gen. So really helping build uh, leads, build prospects that could eventually turn into uh, customers is, is what I focus on. So a lot of campaign building, content, things like that. Cool, man. Cool, cool. And you've been in the industry for how long, you said? About seven years. Seven years. Nice, nice. How's it been? How's everything? Uh, so, so I think with COVID it's, it's, I mean, in general, it's always been good. Like it's something I enjoy. Um, I think with COVID it's been really challenging for mm-hmm. any marketer, whether you're in, in a B2C or a B2B environment, because it, I think it's the first time in many years that as far as I can remember that we've had to adjust on the fly. So your campaigns, you generally build out for like two to three months. A lot of marketers might build out their content for two to three months or six months at a time, but with COVID, the, the market's shifting so quickly. So one month you have people going to quarantine, the next month you have them returning for work. That's and in, a, in another month, you're thinking about like, you know, the second wave of COVID and what might happen. So your content and everything that you're doing is changing on a two to three week basis. So you have to be able to churn out something so quickly. 
So I think as a marketer, it's put a lot more pressure on us and, and a lot more challenges, but I think it just helps you kind of just become a better marketer overall. That's true. That's very true. And um, I actually want to talk a little bit about that more. Um, let's start off with uh, some, uh, well, let's start off with this. Cause I know you like to talk about like how, like what big brands are doing. Um, I, I know you like to go in and study because you know, there are the, the, the trendsetters and you know, there's just a lot of good things that we can learn from. Yeah. So, so the, the first thing that I've seen is, is the pivot that's happened because of COVID. So the first thing as a marketer you want to look at is, is your product still or service, is it still relevant in this, um, during this pandemic? So if you're a restaurant or you're a hotel or you're an airline, chances are, or you're an Airbnb, let's say, um, your product won't be relevant because you have to be physically present for a lot of these um, businesses in order for, for them to be able to consume the product or the service. Right. So one thing that I've seen that I've really um, just admired from afar and, and kind of taken notes on was Airbnb. So they created this um, almost like experience courses. So you mm -hmm. could do meditation, you could do um, tra traveling through different cities with a guide and it's, it's two way communication. So it's not like, so they're trying to bring you that experience that you get from traveling to different places and uh, they're trying to bring that digitally. So you have a guide who's from, let's say, Mexico, and they might show you um, specific areas of the city. And you pay for those courses. So anywhere, I think it was like from 5 to like $73. And you could communicate with the people in your class. So it gives you that sense of community that, that you used to have when you got to travel or getting to experience different cultures. So that's the pivot that a lot of people are making. And I think as a brand, the important thing that you could take away from that is look at whether your product is still relevant in this pandemic and how can you shift to kind of extend um, what, you, what you've done in the past. So, you know, renting homes and now you're providing courses, but it's still giving that travel experience. Mm -hmm. And if you find that, and one thing that I've taken kind of notes on and looked at with other companies is if you find that your, your um, product or service is not relevant, you could still do, um, you could still educate and, and build awareness. So you could inspire, you could educate, um, and you could, or you could entertain one of those three things are great content pieces. So that's what some businesses have done. Um, and that's just something to, to kind of keep in the back of your mind as a marketer or a business. Yeah, definitely. I agree. And going back to what Airbnb was doing. So you said that they have, wait a minute, because that was crazy. So they have courses um, mm -hmm. and those courses are, uh, they're, they're city tours. Is, is that basically what they are? The city tours? So it's it's a multitude of courses so you could do like meditation you could oh, do gotcha. um there's there's a course around wine something like that uh there's one where you could just travel through the city so that, that would be one of them but it's just allowing you to experience different cultures um and meet different people what kind of like what you would have done had you been traveling that's that's really smart that's really smart yeah mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> um, for sure yeah, it's a, it's a good way to, 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 to make the make the pivot there to a digital experience and and to add to your point um digital experiences like how defining exactly where you can make things digital um, would be like the most challenging part right because you never had to operate in that way to add to your point uh, aside from you know like courses what are some other ways you think would be a cool way to do that if there is yeah so when you look at um retail environments so you look at like let's say i think it was gucci uh was one of the example where they've kind of, they were working on this from before because switching to digital is, is a major undertaking for any business because of the logistics and everything that goes into it. But mm -hmm. I think it was Gucci that had, um, that allowed you to kind of virtually shop with a personal shopper in the store. So they take you through the store, 
and you can kind of pick and choose what you want. Um, what Harry Rosen did, uh, from what I remember, is that they would allow you to, they would take all the customer data and then you had someone like a sales associate that was almost your personal shopper and they would recommend outfits for you based on the data that they were seeing. So those are some pivots that, you know, businesses I've seen um, do and, and do those things successfully. Okay, that's, that's actually really smart. Um, so as far as like maybe even, um, man, so how about if you're not a, uh, a brick and mortar? Because, you know, I, I know that there is even more of a challenge for, I mean, you know, they're equally the same, but the people are online already are finding challenges because they were already there. Now they have to kind of reposition themselves step up their game as far as like, you know, marketing and uh, digital experience wise. So what are some things people online should consider? Uh, so for online, I think, yeah, to, to your point, there's probably more competition online because everyone's you know, might be opening up a Shopify storefront or they might be marketing. Yeah. So one thing just to keep in mind is that there's, there's a stat which says um, in the last recession in 2008, that when, a marketer or a company increased their share of voice uh, by 10%, their market share increased 1%. So if you really just kind of break that down, what it means is the louder you kind of get with your advertising, the more market share that you're going to, to um, achieve. And share of voice is essentially, um, if in your industry, the total ad spending is 100 million, what percentage of that total ad spending do you make up? Mm -hmm. And that is what you want to focus on is how are, what are the channels that, you know, your audience listens to? And then how do you get louder on those channels to make sure that you're top of mind for any of these consumers who are looking to shop or are going to be purchasing this type of product or service at a later date? Smart, smart idea. Um, and just for, for the audience sake, what, um, so when, when they're looking at this, what, what are they measuring it by? Uh, the competition in their industry or the entire industry as a whole? Like, are they looking to businesses that are close to them to gauge, like, what is their share of voice or they're looking for the entire, like, you know, what, what makes up their industry? Yeah, you should be, uh, you should be looking at your industry as a whole. Mm. Um, and then that will help you understand what percentage of that ad spending do you make up? Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Makes sense. That's a real smart idea. Um, yeah, man. And you know, it's just so crazy because, uh, I, I think, like you said, things are getting like louder and I, and I think, um, but it's so weird because, you know, when I work with my clientele, like there's, there's times where I feel like we're the only ones advertising. Like, like there's times where I feel like we're the only ones still, uh, confident and that, that makes a huge difference. You know, like yeah. to, to make things seem seemingly normal in challenging times, I think establishes uh, like a trust in a way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's just, a, it's been interesting uh, these past couple months for sure. Uh, what are some things, go ahead, go for it. Oh, no, I was, I was going to add to your point that, you, that what you were mentioning is um, with, you know how you were mentioning that you guys are the only, you kind of feel like you're the only people advertising. And, and that, that sounds almost accurate because I think when, when anything happens where the economy or the market gets hit, oftentimes one of the first budgets to get slashed is marketing. Mm. Um, because in the moment it seems like, okay, you know what, this is, this is going to help us save a lot of money. But what it's doing is it, it can make sense depending on, you know, where are you streamlining your spending? But if you, if you, let's say were to slash an entire budget now, now we go back to that stat when, you know, your share of voice decreases and your competitors get louder when everything recovers and your customer is ready to purchase, 
uh, at that time, you're not going to be top of mind anymore. They, mm. they often, if, if your competitors are increasing um, their advertising, then chances are your customers are going to remember them when you know they have this, uh, more of a disposable income. Right. Yeah. Because like you said, you've, they've been built. You've been building your share of voice. You've been building that, like, like the brand, right? Establishing that in people's minds already. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's actually that. Exactly. That's really true. And that's and that's what it seems like. And and I think this gives a good chance for um, for small business owners, especially to start to define what their what their brand really is and double down yeah. on that. You know what I mean? And start to really build a, a solid uh, fan base or yeah, or a, a customer base around that. Um, mm-hmm. There was something I was going to ask you as well with all that. Um, what was it? Damn. Huh. I'll come back to it. <laughs> anyway. Right. Oh, you know what it was? It was, um, so yeah. What are some of the things? Cause I know you mentioned, um, yeah, you mentioned you might, we might feel like the only ones advertising and such. So what are some ways that people, oh yeah, there it is. As far as, uh, spending, yeah, you know, spending wise, is there a way that people should like, not should, but is there a way that people could maybe cut something out in their marketing? Um, yeah, for sure. So uh, the way that I, I kind of look at that is you look at, let's say you have a hundred thousand dollars worth of spending. Um, within that hundred thousand, what spending is going towards high intent customers and high mm. intent being I'm ready to buy right now. So I would leave that spending alone because that's going to translate to a customer for me. It's, it's a higher likelihood that it's going to translate to a customer. But maybe if I'm spending something on uh, a lower intent, so, you know, maybe I'm, I just have a bunch of Google ads that are running that are just for branding, just for awareness. I might cut that spending and focus more on the Google ads that are focused on the people who are going to buy right now and convert for me. And that'll help me kind of streamline and be more efficient with my spending. And then when things get back to normal, you know, maybe you could, you know, rejig your budget and, and start spending more on awareness type of campaigns. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. And that's, that's essentially like what, what we've been, what I've been focusing on as well, as far as clientele, like that's, that's, that's funny. That's the exact thing. Uh, it's just, it just mm. seems like the, the, the smarter way just to be more in, intentional, right? Like, yeah. cause you know, in, intention comes down to basically everything that you're doing uh, with inside your, your marketing, like, and yeah, you just want to be sure that you're just, you're, you're making the right decisions. Um, because I feel like just throwing your money at some stuff that you're not really confident that it's going to work or it's not getting you results. is like, you know, it could be better off elsewhere. And the other thing I would just add to that is even, even with the awareness stuff, you still have social media channels, whether that's Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever the case is where you could still run awareness campaigns and it's not going to cost you money, right? Like you're just Definitely. connecting with your audience or email is another great one. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of analyzing where, where your budget's going and, and what makes the most sense. Definitely, man. Definitely. Um, so we, we talked about, we mentioned big brands. Uh, we, we mentioned how small business owners, you know, they can maybe pivot, uh, start to build uh, digital experiences and all that good stuff. So let's talk about now, the content and let's talk about now getting back to normal because it seems like things are starting to at least they're making an attempt <laughs> to get yeah, back to yeah. normal uh so yeah. what, what are some suggestions you have for people maybe getting back into the flow of things i think it's it the first thing is the most important thing just for any any market or any business i think is to keep a pulse on the market so if you start seeing businesses are closing and the and and the market shifting towards the quarantine you have to keep a pulse on that 
but mm-hmm. you should also pay attention to what's going on. So I think the first thing is keeping a pulse on the market. The second thing is having a plan A and a plan B. So if the market closes, here's what we're going to for content. So you're not scrambling. And if the market continues to improve and we start to see things getting better, here's what we're doing with our content. Those are that, that's kind of how I approach it so that you have a contingency plan. I think for a lot of marketers in when, when COVID first hit and just any business, no one was ready for what happened. And it's almost like getting punched in the face and, and you had no idea what to do. You're almost scrambling. So I think now that we've kind of got our feet set a little bit, it's, it's important to look at the market and just keep that pulse and mm-hmm. be able to plan two, two, path, uh, two pathways and they allow you to, to go one way or another depending on what happens with the market. Definitely, definitely, because it's just, it's, it seems like it's so um, up and down, right? So you really can't make too far ahead decisions. Like mm-hmm. you know, t- tomorrow we can be all quarantined all over again just because people think that there's way too much going on, right? Like yeah, yeah, it's, exactly, it's, just, exactly. it's, it's, a, it's such a strange place. So you, you want to be careful when doubling down too, a, too far ahead in the future. Um, exactly. And some interesting times, man. It's just, I don't even know. Um, as, as a marketer yourself, like, how have you been managing, uh, you know, getting through all this, you know, working with people? Um, how has it been for you? Yeah, I think, I think naturally it's, it's been challenging for sure. Um, because you don't know month to month what's going to happen. Like we went from, you know, is this, is this a real threat to we're quarantined to we're returning to work to, is there a phase two? So as a marketer, it's, it's like, you can never really sit down and kind of rest or, or, you know, uh, kind of not feel like you need to prepare all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what's, what's really happened is, is for me as a market is, is tapping more into what the market is saying. Um, and I'm kind of repeating myself a little bit, but just really tapping into the market and understanding the mind and the consumer. So what I do is I spend a lot of time speaking to um, sales I spend a lot of time asking them, you know, what are the things that you're hearing on the phone when you speak to a prospect? What are things that you're seeing in the market? Because that gives me my pulse on the market and helps me understand what's resonating with people. So when I can hear directly from sales or someone that's spoken to a customer, this is the pain point that they're facing. It allows me to work backwards from that and say, here's the content that I need to prepare. Here's, here are the words or here's the messaging that I need to use to keep, uh, to capture the attention of this, um, of this prospect and how can I actually serve them in the right way? Because if you're not listening and you're not understanding the pain points that are happening right now, then you're going to be saying a message that's stale and has no relevance to them. So you're just yeah. going to get tuned out. You're going to lose attention, all of those things. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And let me add to that point to make it uh, yeah. tangible for the audience, because what you said there is super key and I agree. Uh, so for example, um, uh, for those who don't know, I work at a home remodeling and interior design studio. Um, so we've been, and these are large, these are large uh, sales, you know, they're over 10,000, 25,000, sometimes even a hundred thousand per sale. So, you know, it's not really an easy time to get those type of clientele. But when we do, there's, 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 there's key things I'm asking the sales team, you know, like, okay, like how are they, how are the, how's the customer feeling? Like, for example, lately we've been hearing a lot of men, like, you know, you guys have just been making this so stress and hassle free. Um, and what, what we, what we've been having to do right now, especially, um, 
due to COVID is that like, you know, not too many construction, not too many uh, contractors can be in one area at a time. Um, so it's been this weird cycle where one team finishes a part of the job. Like let's say they're doing roofing, they finish a part of some roofing. Um, and then like there'd be a small team, maybe four, one would come in directly after that and, and get to work instead of one team, one huge team working on one thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's this, it's this cycle of we constantly have people on the, on the job basically is what I'm saying. Um, and the number one thing we've been hearing is stress-free, hassle-free, you know, oh, the cost has been cheaper than anywhere else. Um, and these are things that I've been using in, uh, in campaigns. You know, like we make remodeling stress-free. We make remodeling hassle-free. We make, um, you know, um, just trying to get like an, a good understanding of what people need right now as well. And being, we've been putting together offers and packages all around those few things. And there's so much more that goes into it, but that, yeah, that's just a good way to just always keep in mind of what's going on as far as like the customers, like what the customer's thinking about, I mean, how your entire market plays out because right now when everybody's like, you know, shelling out discount, 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 you know, you, you get into a field where, okay, everyone's offering discounts. Like who, who do I pick? The, the, the customer almost feels like they're overloaded with decisions and there's no clear answer. So that's when we come in with like our hassle-free and stress-free process and our safety process. And that's when we stand out in advertising. It's like, okay, well, damn, like they not only have discounts, but they have a smooth process to get the job done quick. And I keep, keep my family safe. So that's something that you can think of when, when, you know, you're running your ads is like, how can I branch out from, from what everyone else is saying or, you know, what, what, you know, what my customers might want and really double down on that. Just wanted to make that, yeah, uh, I, that real, but. No, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Cause it's also, you know, you're, you're also shifting your mentality from, I think a lot of businesses are slow to, to do that. And, and what I think it's shifting your mentality from, how can I get my, my next sale to how can I serve this customer? And then it's yeah. changing the intention of what you're putting there. And, and that makes a world of difference because the customer knows that you're there to help them. You're not just there to get the next sale. Yeah. So it builds a different type of relationship with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Spot on, spot on. And there's something else I wanted to ask you too, because um, mm -hmm. this is like random, but um, you know, uh, conscious consumers, like that's something that I, I think, we're going to see a lot more of, um, especially because, you know, there's, there's social aspects to everything. There's social things that have been happening in 2020, right? Like with all the different movements and everything going on, I think people are just being more aware of like where they spend and they start to really do their research. Um, so how do you think this is going to uh, affect, you know, either like some of the largest brands that we see, um, if you have an opinion on it? Yeah, I, so I can, I can kind of only speak from what I've seen yeah, to ahead. an extent. And um, I think it's just being transparent with your customer as much as possible. I think, you know, as a brand, you know, there's, you have your brand identity or your brand personality, and this is what your brand stands for. And just being transparent with those things. I think a customer these days has more information about your organization than sometimes you may even know that they know about the company. They can do so much research on you. So it's important to be as transparent as possible. And, and a lot of, a lot of customers, they can, they can almost sense whether your organization's being authentic. And that, that's mm -hmm. another important thing is like whatever message that your organization is pushing is, is just to, to remember with these conscious customers or customers in general, 
is that they know when a, when a brand is being authentic and they can sense that and they will move towards brands that they feel are authentic and align with their values as well. Uh, man, is there anything else we need to touch on? I feel like, let me see. I think that, let me yeah, check the I don't know. Let me yeah. see. Oh, uh, content. Did we speak on content? Damn, we, we did, did. We did. We did. We spoke yeah. on content. Yeah. Damn. Well, I think we yeah. touched everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we touched everything, man. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, well, man, th- thank you for coming on and sharing your experiences, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. And where can the people uh, follow you, catch up with you? Yeah. So uh, the best, the best places is probably Instagram. So uh, on Instagram, my name is, is my first name, Brenova. And then there's four A's at the end. So B-R-A-N-A-V-A-A-A. One more A, actually. One more A. <laughs> you can't forget yeah, that Yeah, one. so four A's at the end. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, man. Once again, I appreciate you for coming on, sharing your experiences. Um, you're, you're a wealth of knowledge, man. Really. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. And that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. If you learned something from it, feel free to subscribe, share, and leave some feedback as well. That would be greatly appreciated. I will talk to you guys next week on the next episode of the Creative Assist Podcast. Thank you and take care.